Welcome to the Word Up Podcast, where we discuss all things tech in Israel from the perspective of a technical writer. Doesn't sound interesting? Well, you can go ahead and leave. Just kidding. Stick around because I think I'm going to make a very compelling case why you should care about technical writing. Welcome to the first episode of the Word Up Podcast. A few things up front. Uh, I primarily concentrate on the Israeli tech market. Okay, my experience for the past nine years has been as a technical writer and tech docs manager in Israeli high tech, specifically cybersecurity. So although I've worked with teams in India, Eastern Europe, and America, obviously, uh, my insights and my questions and my analysis are primarily going to be uh, for the Israeli market. So... Why do we need to talk about technical writing at all? It's true, it's true. We are the Miltons of the office. You know, the technical writer, the person that tends to show up earlier than everyone, possibly leave earlier than everyone, uh, have a weird sense of humor, slightly odd sense of humor. Um, They may sit at the lunch table, kind of at the corner, not really talking, but smiling and be part of the conversation. You, You know the type I'm talking about. Yes, that's us, technical writers. So why are we needed? Why are we in a company, okay? especially in Israel? It's it's an important question. Why is it an important question? Because we have a very, very odd sort of market right now. Believe it or not, there are, according to LinkedIn, more than 84 open positions for technical writers in Israel. 84. That is, I've never seen anything like that. In my almost decade uh, experience in technical writing, it's an, it's an insane amount of jobs to be open. Uh, and I currently recruit. Uh, I, I, I should give a bit of background about myself first. I, I'm, I'm a tech docs manager at a cybersecurity company in Tel Aviv. And I've gone through the recruitment process for several positions over the last uh, five or six years. Um, and there are not a lot of candidates out there. So why are, do we have so many open positions? Um, there are tons of technical writers. What, what's, what's the reason for all these open positions? Why can't we fill them? Um, I'm going to go through it today and explain my perspective. I should let you know. I'll try to, exp- I'll try to let you know when something's a fact and when something's my opinion. Um, and again, all opinions are my own and my analysis is my own. Uh, but uh, I think they're good insights, obviously. One of the current, the current situation also, if you take a look at salaries, I'm not going to s- discuss specific numbers, uh, what, what I know people make of this or that, but it's the highest, highest amount of salaries, um, the highest level of salaries I've seen in nine years. Not just high salaries, uh, you know, some people, very good writers, they deserve the money they get, but why, why are they, I would say these are bloated salaries. I would say that this is a market that's not sustainable. So on the one hand, we uh, are coming out of the COVID period. Um, there's sort of high unemployment around the world. Um, we see possibly the markets pulling back, uh, possible recessions. So why, why are there so many open positions? And why are the, uh, the salaries so bloated? Why are, we, why are companies looking to pay so much? Um, we also have at the same time, and this is completely anecdotal, um, I speak with people about probably two to three people a week looking to get into the field of technical writing. Why is there such an influx of new writers? So we have on the one hand, according to LinkedIn, more than 84 positions open. So if consider ones that are not even posted on LinkedIn. You're probably talking over 100 open positions right now for technical writers. Salaries are higher than they've ever been, and I would say bloated meaning not sustainable and not actual market value. An influx of new writers, 
yet we can't fill these positions. It seems like uh, not a conundrum. It seems like a, like a paradox. Like, how is this possible? Um, so I'm going to start off by answering. I think there's an influx of writers because you have people looking to switch, people wanting to make the switch into high tech, right? Um, and as native English speakers, most of the people that I speak with are native English speakers. They think it's enough to be the CEO, Okay, that's a term you'll hear me use a lot. CEO is chief English officer. Um, there's a misconception that technical writing is simply, um, you know, writing in English. Uh, that's not it at all. Nothing could be further from the truth, uh, in fact. Um, I've seen great technical writing from non-native uh, speakers and that are developers, okay? So technical writing is a skill just like marketing is a skill. It's a, it's a field to learn, and it's much more than just English. And I, and I think that people get into the field or are looking to, be, uh, to get into the field because uh, they're, they're English speakers. I had always had a hard, fast rule to only hire uh, native English speakers, and I've actually pulled back in the past couple of years from that and found extremely, extremely talented writers um, whose English is absolutely good enough, although they're not they're non-native English speakers. So in order to be a technical writer, we see the influx because they think English, having a high level of English, uh, both spoken and written, is enough. And it's um, it's a it's an important uh, it's an important quality to have as a technical writer, but certainly I would even go so far, so far as to say right now, not the the most important. Uh, you also have, I think, one of the main reasons for so many open positions. There, there are a couple of reasons. One is the shift in products. I would say 10, 15 years ago, a lot of the the startups and the and the software products were intended for end users. Uh, in terms of you know how to use a product, uh, click here, do that, very, very basic type of uh, functionality. You still had older generations that weren't uh, you know comfortable with computers. Uh, there's been a, a flattening of softwares, meaning if you look today at a platform product uh, or anything, Everyone knows there's a basic design that most people follow where the, where the main um, navigation panel is, uh, functionality. Things have been uh, flattened pretty much. So cross-platform, cross-product, learning how to use uh, a new product doesn't really take time. Only for very, I would say, very complex uh, flows or things that you're trying to do. So the shift in product has gone from, we instead of explaining a product or basic functionality, which it might have been... 10, 15 years ago, the products being developed mainly, and this is, again, anecdotal. I don't have uh, statistics to back this up. The products are mainly intended for other development teams or other technical people. What do I mean by that? A lot of APIs are, uh, a lot of a lot of products are based on APIs now. So a lot of the, that's the, this definitely accounts for the increase in requirement that someone have API documentation experience or API development experience. So the, the products being developed now are to manage, you know, manage cloud, uh, cloud threats, manage cloud environments. So the people who the products are being made for are actually uh, cloud administrators, right, or DevOps teams, um, development teams to manage uh, and minimize risks to code. Um, so the, the idea is that the, the, the open positions currently are for products that are not so straightforward, Meaning it does require a much deeper uh, understanding of technology uh, that that is being that is being used the the underlying technology being used. 
it also the 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 products being developed today require an understanding a technical level of understanding of the end user um, which has increased dramatically uh, with these products so I think that sort of gives an understanding of why there are so many current this is my personal opinion why there are so many current uh, positions um, that can't be filled why the ha- salaries are so high uh, which is primarily because we can't find good enough writers and companies are willing to pay for the good uh, for the good writers and when I say good what I mean is people that understand the technology and how to explain it uh, in, in such a way and then the last aspect which, which I've kind of put off until now is the idea of cultural fit right so yes it's true we do have a stereotype there's a stereotype I'll say it of, of uh, technical writers in Israel that they tend to be uh, more uh, middle middle aged to older religious people. Okay, so there's you know ex- stereotypes exist for a reason, um, but the truth is um, companies now uh, you know co- concentrate on culture on company culture, and so uh, you know someone might be a good fit, but not a cultural fit, and so that's something that I plan to address uh, in uh, in later podcasts. Um, the idea of cultural fit, but it is it is a factor in the hiring process. That's for sure. So you can have someone who's uh, highly technical, someone who's a good writer, and if they're not a cultural fit, companies are, are willing to pass on them because they want to maintain a certain culture within the company. And that doesn't mean young and this and that. It doesn't mean that at all. But it means that they should fit in and uh, be part of um, um, be part of the the company culture, which is great because I've been in companies where the technical writer has been put literally in the corner of the building or in the corner of the office and not really like been part of a team. So at least they care enough to make the technical writing position part of the, com- the company culture. Um, but at the same time, it definitely has its, its downsides because of that. Thank you for joining us in this episode of the Word Up podcast. Uh, all of the information for contacting us will be in the description. Definitely send us questions, comments, what you liked, what you didn't like. And if you have any questions, we'll uh, anonymously, or if you don't want to be anonymous, however you prefer, uh, we'll go over those questions in the next episode. <laughs>